The Lord of all creation is sovereign. He can move mountains for our good and for his glory. Today we're learning how to surrender our plans to God's perfect will. Come on, join us. Sometimes I have gotten so consumed with how I'm going to do something and how it's up to me to to make something happen. And I remember one time years ago um just asking God saying God would you would you just come through and just pay the bills and make sure everything's fine so so we can continue doing what you've called us to do. And I remember um being slugged in the stomach by the most loving two by four. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, don't ever think that it's anything that you do for me, but what I have done for you and what I do on the inside of you. And I remember the freedom of that. I remember God as, as the ruler, Adonai, the ruler of the world coming into my little tiny teeny weeny life. Um, and, and realizing that it's not even what I do for the Lord, it's not what I make happen. It's what God made happen for me and, and what he did on the cross for me and who he is on, in me and in this world. He is the ruler of the world. Elohim, uh, Adonai, so many beautiful names of God. And, um, I just want to open this conversation up for the week. Um, talking about what God has been through all of his names, but especially, uh, the Almighty, the creator God and the ruler of us all who is Adonai. And, um, how has that played in all of y'all's lives? I think that, you know, the sovereignty of God, it really just plays out from in my life in how he, he desires us rather to walk out his will. Yeah. You know, there was a time where I grew up in Nigeria and I was, the Lord has showed me, he's like, you know, I'm calling you to go to the United States and all of that. But at the time I was back and forth from Nigeria to the UK. And so when I told my mom, I'm like, you know what, this is what the Lord wants and this is what is going to happen. So we were like, all great with it. And so in the process of just getting all like my paperwork and everything together, I ran into like this big wall and I was like, God, what's going on? Like, this is what you told me. So what's happening? And I'm a kid. I was like 15 or so at the time or 14 because I finished high school early. And he tells me, he's like, oh, you haven't paid your tithe. I said, tithe? What does the tithe <laughs> Come on have now. to do with this? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even work. <laughs> <laughs> and he showed me, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm teaching you this at an early age because whatever you have, I gave it to you. And I started to see the sovereignty of God that this was not even something I learned from, a, from, you know, from church. Like the Lord was teaching me that your, the favor on your life is because of me. Yeah. And so I thought about all yes. the people that had given me, you know, funds from uncles to aunties. And so I paid my tithe yes. and yes. that roadblock, every, like anything that was a resistance, it turned to favor. Wow. And I'm like, God, you are truly ruler over all. Yeah. It was such an amazing thing yeah. to, for me to see how People's hearts changed and all kinds of things happened simply because God said, now you can move forward. You know, mm -hmm. so that was just incredible to me. 
I love that, Stephanie. You know, for me, growing up was a little different. I was raised to be so independent, you know, to take care of myself. And so when I received Jesus Christ as Lord, I really only received him as savior, if you will, because Lord was something that was a struggle for me because I was so used to, you know, me caring for myself and doing the things that I knew to do for me. And so it was work for me to relinquish, you know, all of who I happen to be to give it to him and say, okay, I'm going to allow you to be Lord over my life. I'm going to allow you to be Lord over every area of my life. I mean, because I could work and take care of myself. You know, I wasn't sick. I didn't need him to tell me anything. It's like to go and minister. No, we don't want to do that. We just want (laughs) to receive you as savior. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was, it was a process for me, you know, making that transition, but it feels so much better to make him Lord. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a beautiful thing. For my life, it was kind of the same. I grew up in a Christian family and I fell in love with God. And um, I just kind of was in a season where I wanted to know him as God, you know, and my husband had been uh, called to go to Houston to start a church. And I really wasn't as interested in that plan of God. Uh, (laughs) But I remember there was a night of worship at our local church and we went. And I was seeking God to be that Lord over this situation. And really, I was asking him to um, change my husband's mind, like maybe help him see the Lord more perfectly in our plans. And I remember this song came on, So Will I. And I was singing it and I was passionately in it. And I remember just that almost like Lori just talked about that two by four that just hits you in that gut check where I just felt like the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit said, do you believe that? Mm-hmm. Is those words real for you? And I was like, Yeah, Lord. Yes. So will I. I will go wherever you send me. So will I. Yes, yes, yes. And he goes, but do you really believe that? Mm. And I remember that check in my spirit where I just broke into tears because I was like, God, yes, I am for you. I'm submitted to you. I'm at your altar to say whatever you say is it. I want you to be the ruler over my life. So yes, if the stars will obey you, so will I. If anybody else will go, so will I. And so it was a shift in me. You know, I was saved at that point. I was living for the Lord. He was the Lord of my life, but he wasn't the Lord of that situation that I was facing. Mm -hmm. And I really had to come to the place to say, God, you're the Lord of not just my life, but the circumstances and the situations that I come up to, the roadblocks that I hit, the walls that I hit, I had to find him in that moment. Yeah. I love that. You know, it's funny you brought up that song because even that part of the song when it talks about, you know, if creation would obey you, so will I. Mm, And it reminds me, it just takes me again to a moment in my childhood and I was having like a really rough day. And I remember I was like, Lord, you know, can you just send a sign? You send birds. You've done things. Can you just send a bird? (laughs) (laughs) And it's the funniest thing. And I'm downstairs and literally Literally, this bird, it like it just flies over me. And when it comes wow. by my shoulder, it pauses for a moment and then it keeps going. And like these moments really like captivate me about who God is, that you are truly the almighty. You're wow. truly the creator yeah. that really even yes, the yeah. creation w- worships you. Creation mm-hmm. listens to you. And I didn't see yes, that moment yeah. as random. I was like, this bird literally obeyed your voice in this moment because here I am just wow. a kid and I'm like God just let me know you even hear what I'm saying just send a bird <laughs> and, he, yeah. and he said the bird <laughs> I'm just 
recalling that the very first scripture in the Bible, Genesis 1-1, is introducing God as the creator of all, right? Mm -hmm. And the story about a bird (laughs) is the exact perfect (laughs) illustration because God is sovereign of all things. Mm -hmm. And even when we come up against the circumstance that we think is not God's will. And I remember the day when I had an eight-year-old, he was my youngest, all the way up to my 17-year-old, and we had just newly moved to Miami, and we were in this new church plant, and it was all a new world for us. And I got a phone call from the doctor because my husband had gone for some blood work and then later some other testing. And the doctor said to me on the phone at Friday night, like, you know, 530, he was very busy. He said, I'm so sorry to tell you, but the blood work didn't turn out very good. And well, your husband has between three and seven years to live. I I remember thinking to myself in that moment, you've got the wrong lady (laughs) because I'm the one that came and I'm listening to Dear Elaine. I'm the one that came and uh, I I obeyed you. I came to the church plant. Mm -hmm. I upset my life. I'm the Christian and you've got the wrong mom on the phone because Mm -hmm. I got these four kids Mm -hmm. and I'm in the middle of nowhere in my own thinking in my head. And I'm thinking, God, Mm -hmm. what is happening? How is it that my husband now only has three to seven years to live? Mm -hmm. And as that story um, unfolded, I discovered that God has different ways of answering and being sovereign in our lives. Now, that was 20-some years ago, and uh, my husband, he'll later watch this show, and he'll (laughs) say, yeah, I'm perfectly healthy, and I'm fine. And so my point I'm trying to get to is just like we just heard about a bird, and we heard about all of creation, well, cry out. God is sovereign, but in our circumstances, he wants to teach us Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. he is sovereign and that he Mm -hmm. is going to reveal himself in our circumstances, how he is Lord over all. Yeah. Yeah. Lori and I have been friends for so many decades, right? We know what we mean when we say we got surprised. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we kind of we have a little (laughs) bit of experience in this, you know, and and it is the longer you live, the more you see the faithfulness of God, because he sees the beginning from the end. He sees he sees what we're going through and he's not finished yet. Mm -hmm. He's not finished with your story yet. You know, and I think that's what we can all lean into, because no matter what we go through, whether you acknowledge him as Lord or not, he is Lord of all already. From the beginning of time, he has been ruler, the king of the universe. And when we acknowledge Christ, we're just doing that for ourselves. We're not doing that for him. We're doing it for us. And we're saying, God, you are ruler of all. I submit my will 
to your will. And then, mm-hmm. Didi, I don't mm-hmm. think we have to understand everything either. We don't have to right. understand because he will take everything that we go through and he turns it for our good. If we could just wait till he turns it before we give up <laughs> or before we cut out or, or leave or tap out. I love that because God knows I didn't understand a whole lot of it. And I was waiting, trying to figure it out. But I think so many believers go through that. I mean, I talk to people all the time and we sing these songs and we make these confessions and make these all these positive statements. But yet when God really is ready to send us forward to do certain things, we're looking like, God, you cannot be talking about me. (laughs) It's like you had to, you know, make a mistake. I mean, and it's true. It's like, how is the harvest so plenteous, but the laborers are few because Mm -hmm. people won't go, you know, it's like God send me, but yet he's looking for somebody to stand in the gap to use. It's like, how is Uh that? It's so oxymoronic. You know, we say we're going to go, but yet we will not go when he tell us to go. So (laughs) what do we want? (laughs) It's an amazing, uh, like a dichotomy for humans. It's like we're stuck in time and space because God has given us a free will. And he calls us to be obedient. Mm -hmm. And yet there is written in scripture, clear guidance that he is in control. And, you know, we've just been through a season in America where there's been so much (laughs) controversy. And of course, we can, you know, maybe today people think there's still a lot of controversy. And as I was kind of meditating about this idea, I found this Bible verse and I even looked it up like in multiple translations because I thought, Mm What does this say? But in Proverbs 16.33, the Bible says, make your motions and cast your votes, but God has the final say. Yeah. And I read it yeah. and I read it again. Now, what, what was that? God has the final say, even when I cast my votes. And I thought, oh my goodness, that could have saved a lot of people, a lot of uh, heartbreak yeah. if they would get yeah. in line with what the Bible says and said, all right, Lord, I've done what I can do, but now mm-hmm. it's up to you. And I trust your sovereignty yeah. Yeah. as I move through my path that you are in control. And uh, that encouraged me this week that I'm to be obedient. And yet God is working it into my good. So how does that all happen? That's the dilemma of the believer. You know, throughout scripture, you see how God uses righteous and unrighteous rulers to execute his plan. And I think that when we begin to read the scripture to see the, to see kind of like the ways of God, then it should give us this sense of that, God, you are truly in control. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that sometimes we go outside of the, you know, outside the lines of what God has called us to do. And so a lot of times frustration kicks in when we start pointing the finger about what's wrong and what's not happening. And for me, it's always like, I look inward. I'm like, God, I'm seeing what is happening in the world. Now, where, where do I fit in as a solution? 
because there are things that I may not understand and your hand is on it. And so I don't want to even call something that is wrong. And you're saying that, Stephanie, this is working for good. And so for me, it's to first acknowledge that the foundation of everything is that God is in control, that God is working all things. And so now my responsibility is my calling in the kingdom, my place in the kingdom to say, God, now what do, what would you have me do? What is my position in this time? What is the assignment of my life in this time? Because as I carry that out, then perhaps that would be the seat for someone else to ask the same question and pursue the calling of God on their lives. But it really does start with recognizing that sometimes even the things that we can understand that God actually has a, has a plan for it. Absolutely. And we put ourselves Mm -hmm. through so much stress and so much thinking that we're God, Mm -hmm. thinking that we've got to, um, fix this or fix that. When God says, I'm ruler, Mm -hmm. I will, I will put in place who, wherever, what, whatever authority, whatever. And God always uses the foolish things to confound the wise. He always uses things, you know, the darker the day is, the brighter the light is. God does his miracle working power and the times of when you think that you've gone through the worst or that maybe you're in the worst situation around the world, whatever your situation is, we're talking about across the board. Yeah. God will mm-hmm. take everything. And if you allow yeah. and if you keep your eyes on him, stop looking at the trouble. Stop looking at at all the things right. that we think is giving us a pain right now across the board. Right. And put your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. Your life will change. Your perspective changes. Your heart changes. Your day changes. Your family changes. Everything in your life will change if you get your eyes on God and submit to what he's doing and let God use you in such a powerful way. Absolutely. And have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I love love that, Lori. You you know, the only thing that challenges me, though, and I really want you guys to really address it for me. Maybe you can help me with this dilemma. You know, a lot of times we say God is sovereign. And I understand that being a believer, being a Christian, I know what that means for me. But then you have so many people who are looking at God saying, "Okay, well, if you are in control, then why is this happening? Or why did this person Mm -hmm. die? And why did Mm -hmm. this happen in the earth? And why is there so much hate? You know, it's like, I think if we as the believer can make sure we keep that in context with what God really means for us as Christians, it's like we still have a God of this world who is wicked, who comes to kill, steal and destroy. And if we don't really get that across to people, it's like God is a God who comes to give life and give it more abundantly. And I just wouldn't want anybody to walk away from this thinking that even the bad stuff has come from our loving and awesome, you know, God Mm -hmm. who is sovereign, right? Yes. So, I mean, I could be wrong, but maybe you all can address that. 
I believe that there's the sovereignty of God, right? And there is still agreement with man. And that's why, you know, I believe that as believers, we have to really come to the place of like, Lord, show me my position. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. even when we look at our Lord Jesus, I when I look at how he came to the earth, it's such a pattern for me or or more, more like a map of how things happen. Because in his coming, you have the prophetess who is in the temple day and night praying. You know, the it, it, prophetess um, Anna, I believe. And she was, the Bible tells us that she was praying and fasting. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of activity mm -hmm. going on on the earth that is that represents agreement with the will of God. You know, when I think about the model prayer, when it says, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so there's someone mm -hmm. standing in the gap and interceding that, Lord, you have a will. And I want to come in agreement with that will. Yeah. And so I believe that sometimes, you know, it's one or two things that sometimes when we see things happening on the earth that we don't understand that on my end, did I come in agreement? Did I even tap into know, Lord, what is your will? And is there someone, you know, the Bible talks about how God was looking for who was standing in the gap yeah. and he found no one. And I don't want to be no one. I right. want to be someone <laughs> that God sees in the gap. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the other side of it, could also be that you know, just coming into, if you know that you have done all you can, you know, when it says that after you've done all you can, just stand, stand. you know, so when you've done all that you can and you still feel like, look, mm -hmm. something is happening on the earth that I don't understand, mm -hmm. then to rest in the, in the scripture that tells us that his ways are not our ways. Right. And so Lord, what you call, one of the things the Lord taught me is that we call evil sometimes what he calls good mm -hmm. because it's about the, the end result, not the moment. Good. And so in a moment it looks terrible but God has already seen what it will produce in the end you know there's a scripture that he says he he works all things together for yes. our good yeah. and I think that sometimes we give the enemy too much credit and sometimes we give God credit for things he didn't do That's right. and I think we have to find the balance to say God not all bad is from you but you will work together all things for yeah. the good of those who love you and for your glory and so I think that as we're in this stage, we, you know, also I've always asked myself a question of like, God was one of the most loving things you did was give me a free will where I could choose you. I could choose your plan. I could choose the way it goes. I could choose my path. Yeah. Is that one of the most loving things you did? Because you could have said, no matter what, you're going to do it my way. And instead you said, here's a free will because I want you to fall in love with me because I do have a better way. I do have a bigger picture. I do have more context than you do. And so I think like Stephanie said, we need to stand. We need to be in the gap. We need to find our position and we need to trust that God is sovereign. Oh, I love that. Because that's what, you know, um, we did a program with Rick Warren last night and talking about the purpose-driven life and why we, we were created. We were created so that God had a family, that God could love us. And in that loving, He only has the best things for us, but we do live in a broken world. We live in a world that we all need God. This is a level playing field for all of us. I need God just as much as you need God. We all need His grace. We all need His mercy. We all need His forgiveness because He, since He's Lord of all, we need to submit because because He does have your best interest at heart. And, yeah. and let me just pray. Let me pray for all of us today because this is something we have to choose 
You choose to believe this every day. You choose to draw near to Him every single day. So let me pray for us, okay? Father, I just thank You for Your goodness. I thank You for Your love. I thank You for Your mercy. God, and I thank You that as we look to You as the God of all creation, as the ruler of the world, God, we lean into that. God, and we, we see you as Heavenly Father, such a good, faithful God. So God, in our circumstances, no matter how dire they are, God, I thank you that you said you'll never leave us, you'll never forsake us, you'll be with us to the end. So God, we lean into you today. Father, I pray that people around the world that are watching today, God, that maybe feel so far away from you, that feel like they've just taken a path so far from you. God, I thank you that just one touch, one word. God, and you hear, you hear their voice. You hear their heart. God, just one word gets your attention. And God, you said, call on me and I will answer you. Father, I thank you that you're just a whisper away. So Father, as we join together today, I pray that we feel your embrace like we've never felt it before. God, speak to each one of us. Speak to, speak in the smallest. Let us hear your still small voice, God, in whatever we have to, to look forward today. God, and I bless the people that are watching. And we just receive all your goodness and all your love today in Jesus' precious name.